Well, it's important that um, we take time always to, to uh, draw our attention to God and how that he, God works in our lives. And, you, you know, uh, sometimes we don't put together how blessed we are because of the knowledge we have and of the assurance we have that God is with us. There are, there are people who, you know, argue and fight against their, you know, about God and, you know, his laws and his grace and his mercy. It's like they don't have a clue what this is all about. And they put up fronts or put up circumstances that say, well, you know, we're alone in this and we're going to make this happen. It's all up to us. But, you know, it's a combination it's not just me doing my thing, and it's not just sitting around waiting for God to do his thing and perform it in our life as if everything is planned out and there are no decisions that we have to make. So it's not those extremes. It's a, a place where God is active in our life and we are making decisions based upon the truths that we understand the scripture to present to us. And the truths that God presents to us are placed in front of us or placed in our hearts and minds in a way that we're going to make decisions and we're going to pray and ask God for his wisdom and guidance in our daily life. And I have spoken on Romans chapter 12 before, and it's, uh, there are books written on the, just the book of uh, Romans chapter 12. And this week I was reading Romans 12 again, and I came across this section in verse 3, they just kind of, you know, stood out, and so I thought, okay, we'll do Romans chapter 12 again, but we'll just stick to verse 3. So that's our text today, and also I've, I've, I've entitled it Graceful. <laughs> graceful, not graceful as in, you know, that you are a graceful movement, but that we are graceful of God's grace, and that he wants to exhibit that grace to our lives. So Romans chapter 12, verse 3, reading from the Message Bible. I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I have responsibilities in relating to you, or in relation to you, living then as every one of you does in pure grace. It's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. And I, I was thinking in the, con the concept or in the context that the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and what God does for us. So in the context of our life being affected and being directed by, <clears throat> by God's word, we want to see how God is at work in us. So to understand myself, I have to understand who God is, and I have to understand what he is doing. See, God has a purpose and God has a plan, but, and I am part of that. Each of us are part of that plan. Each of us are part of how that God is at work in our society, in our lives, and in the world around us, and we are part of it. We are part of our community. We're part of our nation. We're part of our world. 
We are part of everything that goes on around us. And maybe in some ways more of a major part and some of a very minor part. And sometimes we think we have no part (laughs) in, in all of these things. But we do. Whether we are actively participating or a spectator, we're still there. We're still making a decision. We're still um, participating, you know. I don't know if any of you watched the uh, football game uh, last night between uh, Penn State and the other team. Uh, (laughs) uh, There were 107,000 people who were a part of that game, but there were only uh, 11 people from each team at a time on the field. Now, we would think if we were participating in that game, well, we would be part of the 11. If I'm saying to you, you are a participant in this game, okay? Well, we'd say, well, you're one of the 11 on the field from part of the 22 that are on the field. So you're a participant. Well, what about the 107,000 in the stand? Well, they're part of it. Well, what about those who are sitting at home watching it on TV? Well, they're a part of it, but they're a very distant part. And then there are those who will watch the commercials or watch the highlights of it. Well, they're part of it, but even further part. And and we look at these things and we say, well, how am I a part of the kingdom of God? How am I a part of what God is doing us, doing in my life and in our world around us? Well, if we just take a moment, I remember I used to do this workshop at the hospital. And I I would ask people to write down on a a three-by-five card, Um, you look in the mirror, okay, and what do you see? What is your impression? Okay, what is your impression? What are the, no, I'm not going to say, well, you know, you're a very handsome person. You know, not that kind of stuff. But just what do you see? What is your characteristic? When people look at you, what do they see? What what would they see that is of value? Now, some of us, well, there's nothing of value. Throw that out. That's not what we're talking about. That's, That's garbage. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Okay, so I would, we'd have people do that, and then we would hand out cards to people, and we would have them approach three different, this is like prior to the meeting, we would send them all cards, three different cards, and we'd have them approach three different people, and for those individuals to write down what they think of them. <laughs> How many would you like to do that, huh? I'm going to give you each a card, and you can write down what you think of me. But you burn it. Don't show it to me, right? <laughs> Not true. So what happened was people were very surprised in what others had said about them on those cards. And, you know, one individual was very thorough because they went to their parent, they went to a sibling, and then they went to their boss. <laughs> And they wrote down all of their things, and they were writing down three things uh, that each one of them had. And they would bring them to this, you know, time that we would do this uh, training, and we would discuss them. And people were very surprised at what they had written down and what other people had written down about them. And as we look at this and we see how that there is a difference between our opinion of what we see ourselves, you know, because sometimes people come up and they'll say, well, you know, you know, you have this quality, you have that quality, and what do we do? What was I said this morning? You don't really know me. <laughs> What's that? 
If you only knew, if you only knew, well, you look really good. If you only knew what's going on on the inside. You know, well, you're doing very well. Well, if you only knew. And I, you know, always got a lot of that in people who were in grief or bereaved over the death of someone. And um, the people would come up and tell them how good they looked. And, how, and the people would say, well, if you only knew what was going on on the inside. Well, there are struggles. And there's no way we're going to have a life without struggles. Hello? If you don't have a struggle, you're dead. <laughs> okay? You just open your eyes and you're in heaven. I'm sorry, because that's the only place, you know, that you're not going to have a struggle. So if you're having struggles, welcome to life. And uh, if you recognize you have struggles, recognizing to assessing life. And if you realize you have good qualities and you have bad qualities, welcome to a good analysis, because we all have them. No one has a life that without conflict and without struggles. You know, because if we were all the same, it would really be a very boring place, right? If everybody were like you, you'd get tired of you. <laughs> okay? You know, you just get tired. You know, why don't you just, you know, would you please just put that away? You know, I, I've seen me enough, okay? Well, what would God say of us are our three qualities? If we were writing, you know, give a postcard to God, three by five card, and say, okay, God, what are my three greatest qualities? Now remember, God's approach to us, knowing God's character we have to know his character. If we know God's character, then we can have an assessment of who we really are. Because God's character is full of grace and mercy. Unmerited favor. God distributes equally. He doesn't have favorites. So God looks at you, and all of us are on the same level. He loves us all equally. He loves us all with an, an everlasting love, and his forgiveness is, can't be bought, can't be changed. You know, it's there for us. So we're all on that same playing field, the level playing field, that God looks at us. So what would God's qualities that he would write down about us? What would they be? Well, I don't know exactly what they would be, but I know that they would have something to do with what we haven't become yet. Okay? Because God is in the process of developing us from who we are to what he has in mind. We haven't completed. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it before he returns, before we die. So God has a purpose to take us from where we are to where he wants us to be in completion of our life. So what he sees in us would be the qualities that are in development and where they will be in time. So he wants to take us on this, on this journey. He wants to take us on this lifespan that we are involved in. And it is a graceful life. Say amen. Thank you. It is a graceful life. <laughs> you know, and I, if you look in the mirror and you say, I am not graceful, you know, can't walk and chew gum at the same time, you know, tap my head and rub your belly, you know, you know, we are not graceful in that, maybe in that 
type of setting, but we are full of grace, grace full. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, Paul speaking to the Romans out of a deep gratitude for all that God has given to him. Now, Paul looks at his life, what he has become. He does so with a deep gratitude. He has come from a self-righteous, pious Pharisee in which he would stand by and watch people die or pursue them in order to separate them from their Christianity by arresting them, throwing them in jail, separating families. And he was, he was, he was a nasty person. And Paul is saying that he is grateful, he is deeply grateful for where he has come from. So, as we would think of these qualities of our life, three qualities that you wrote down about your life, would we have a deep appreciation to God for who we are? Now, look where we've come from. Now, look where we've come from. Look where we have been. How we have been in our life and where we are at this point. Now, it's not, you know, we're not living in a bed of roses, but, you know, a bed of roses have thorns. I don't like to lay down in roses. How many would like to lay down in a bed of roses? Not me. I don't want to lay down on a bunch of thorn bushes. You know? I don't want to do it. I was trying to clean out the, the, the roses, the only bushes, we, some of the bushes we have, and I need to tell you, I got stuff stuck all over me, scratched and whatever, and, and I don't like it. I didn't like those little rose bushes. They look pretty, but I'm not laying down in them. I don't know where anybody got this idea of it's a bed of roses. So anyhow, we are to have a deep appreciation to God for where we are at. See, how many find it, you don't have to raise your hand on this, but how many of you find it difficult to be thankful for where you're at? And I imagine if I, okay, how many have difficulty being thankful for where you're at? You can raise your hand. So none of you are thankful for, well, I'm just perfectly happy with the way life is. How many are perfectly happy with the way life is? No, none of us are. All right. Why? Why is it? I think of it because of our, it's, it's not my fault, it's our society, you know. Why? Because we're in a society that is built upon advertisement. And advertisements are telling us what we don't have. And so you would be happy if you had these things, right? If you had, if you owned, if you drove, if you lived, if you made this, you would be perfectly happy if you had. And, you know, all that. But see, God and Paul is saying here, and God is saying through the Apostle Paul, that we are to look at our life, and he's saying, I am, I am speaking to you, out of deep gratitude for, uh, for all the things that God has given me. Do you wonder why we are to be grateful for what God has given us? If we are not grateful for what we have, when will we be grateful for what we have? <laughs> okay? Just, just kind of stop for a minute. And I'm not in a hurry because we got lots of time. Uh, <laughs> The Steelers, they stink, so we don't have to watch the game. 
You know, we don't have to get home for the Steelers. We can just get up, pick it up at halftime and know how bad they are and, you know, and be glad we didn't watch it, okay? So we're not in a hurry. <laughs> so where was I? <laughs> what is it? Start over? Yeah. What's that? Oh, yeah, when will we be grateful? See, I was grateful you reminded me of where I was. When will we be grateful? If we cannot be grateful for what we have, when will we be grateful? But it has to start sometime. If we don't start where we are, how can we be grateful tomorrow? Because I don't like today, and tomorrow's not much better. Hello. So we are setting things up to be miserable. I am miserable today, and I will be miserable tomorrow. Yay. You know, if you think things are bad now, just wait. <laughs> Can you imagine standing up and saying, you know how bad it's going to get? Just wait. You think it's bad now, just wait. And you'd come back next week saying, wow, I can't wait to hear the next sermon. <laughs> because God is full of punishment, guilt, condemnation. I, the, the one speaker uh, this week at... Uh, at the minister's, minister's meeting that I went to in Carlisle. He grew up in, you know, in the church. He, his, yeah, his dad was a pastor, I believe. I don't know, no, yeah, his dad was a pastor, and he lived in, yeah. He was, his dad was a pastor, and he was in Arkansas. And it was a small, you know, small pastor, in Paul, small church. And he said about this one preacher that no matter where, who you were, you were all, you were all going to hell and even the preachers were going to go to hell. And whenever he finished preaching, everybody was burning and everybody was in hell. And he was scared to death that he was going there. And so was every other minister that he was preaching to. <laughs> and, you know, it was just one of those hellfire and brimstone type people. Well, in our life, it's hard to be thankful for what we have become if we don't see the value in who we are. And the value in who we are is what we found in Christ. So, if we cannot be grateful for what we have, how can we be grateful for what we will be? So, if we think that gratitude is something that the pastor is going to mail to us this week, and we're going to open up our mailbox, and I have found it, gratitude has come. I'm going to open it, and I will be thankful. Nope, doesn't happen. So Paul extends this. He says, Gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I recognize, excuse me, especially as I have responsibility in relationship to you. In relation to you. So I am grateful in who I am, especially in my responsibility in relationship or in relation to you. I am grateful and especially as I have responsibilities in my relation to you. I am grateful because of the responsibilities I have in relation to you. Can you turn to somebody and say that? I'm grateful for the responsibilities I have in relationship to you. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, that's a lot. I'm grateful for you. (laughs) 
I'm grateful for you. You know, let's, you know, preacher, don't start telling me how to be grateful for people because I don't like them very well. <laughs> well, who's Paul talking to here? These qualities others see in you, okay? The qualities that others see in you. Remember we talked about handing those cards out to someone and they would write them down. What they see in you isn't often the same as what you see in you. So, I'm being grateful for what you see in me. Now, you know, of course, there are difficulties and there are problems, and, you know, some people just can't hear very well. <laughs> they don't know me very well because they can't hear a thing I'm saying. But, but you see, Paul brings into focus how life works. <laughs> Living then as every one of you does. Did you catch that? I'm speaking to you out of a deep gratitude for all that God has given me, and especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you, living then as every one of you does. <laughs> Paul is saying, I live as every one of you do, that I'm in relationship with you and you're in relationship with me. He says that I'm living as every one of you does. This way of life is about relationships with God, relationships with one another, and there's nothing less than this relationship that we have. Everything is based on relationship. If we don't have a right relationship with God, we're going nowhere. And that our relationship with people is a flowing out of that relationship that we have with God. My everyday life, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and so on, it goes, my everyday life, my ordinary life, my sleeping, my eating, my going to work and walking around life. I am about my everyday life and relationship with God and my relationship with you and my everyday walking around life, eating and sleeping and getting up and going to work life. Living then as every one of you do. How many, how many actually get up and walk around every day? Well, the rest of you do. <laughs> See? We get up and we walk around. Everything rises on our relationship with Christ. Now, do you ever think, I, you know, I was thinking of the Panama, the Panama Canal or any canal. What happens? You have, you have a body of water. And it's in a, in a, it has steps or um, bridge, no, dams and locks. And at the, at the dam, there's a lock on the side where the boats and barges and things will go into that lock. And they will lock the, 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 the barge inside this canal, inside this um, barge, no, this, what is it called? Lock. They, they would lock them inside there, and then they will let the water in from above. And what happens to the, the boat or the barge that's inside that lock? It rises. It rises to the level that is going. Now, going downriver, it lowers to the level that it is going. Our relationship with God is about taking us 
rising us up to the level that God wants us to be. My everyday life, my going out, my coming in, it, you know, Paul says, I am grateful. So you see, when I am grateful to God for what he is doing in my life and in my relationships with others, I am allowing God's spirit to take me to the level that I am going. He raises me up. God, he, the level of this relationship with God, and it, we, we don't see it, you know, if you ever watch these bolts or things in these locks, they don't like, you know, bounce up and down, you know. It's a very slow rise. But when it's all finished, they're at the level that they were going into. In our life, Paul is saying, I am grateful. And as we begin this gratitude to God for where I am, there is this rise going on in our life and around us that we are rising up to the level that God wants to take us to so that we can go on the journey, go on up the river, go to the destination that God wants us to go. So, and we see then that as every one of you does, this is a process. Paul is saying, I'm grateful, and we're all in this same process, and guess what? It's in pure grace. <laughs> grace. It's in pure grace. God looks at all of us with pure grace. And this pure grace is unmerited favor, that it bestows equally on all of us, it will lift every person to a new level. It lifts us. Now, we're not, we're not, what are we doing here? We're just saying, God, I am grateful for where I am and where you are taking me, and, uh, uh, and especially as I have responsibilities and relationships, I have responsibilities and relationships and you know what? The more negative we are, the more fun we are to be around. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> you know, how many love to be around negative people? It's not going to work. I don't care how hard you work, how hard you search, no matter where you go, it's not going to work for you. It's never worked for me, it's not going to work for you. Life's a bummer. There are other words I would use, but I'm not. There's life is just doesn't work, and it's just not going to make it. And be see, but being grateful is, I don't know how it's going to work, but I know it's going to work. I'm thankful for the experience that I have come into, you know. Well, I'm not thankful for the work. I'm not happy, see. I'm thankful, but I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy for where I am because I don't deserve this. But you know what? I'm looking beyond my feelings of how I see it to being grateful to God for where I am. Forgetting the things which are behind. Paul stood by, watched Stephen be stoned. Okay? And he participated in this, and he participated in separations of families and the jailing of families and, and killing and people being killed for their faith. He says, you know what? 
I've got to let this go. Forgetting those things which are behind. That was my old life. This is my new life. God came into my life and there was a division between what I was and what I am. Christ came into my life. Now he's talking about I have a responsibility in relation to you living then as every one of us does by pure grace. It's not by what I've done that has brought about this change. It's what God has done in me and it's pure grace. You know, this week, one of the, um, an individual who, her and her husband work with a university near Erie, and I forget which one it is, and I'm sorry for that, but they have a lot of handicapped students there, and uh, it's called the Chi Alpha Group. It's a, a Christian, uh, Christian community, Christian, um, not a sorority, not a, a fraternity, something like that. And so they have a ministry there at this, this uh, university. And they were baptizing uh, individuals. You know, we had our baptismal services in Walton Jatton's pool. Well, they were, they were having a baptismal service in an aluminum tub. That's what she said. And she had a picture of it. What it was, was, an old water, was a water trough for cows. She didn't know that, but it's what it was. It was a water trough for cows. It's about 12 feet long, about 3 or 4 feet high, and they filled it with water, and they were having a baptismal service there for the students at, the, at this university. And there are a number of them were handicapped. And one man, one individual, was, is blind. And his nickname, his website name was Blind Somebody, you know? And that was his, that was his web name or whatever. Well, after they were doing the baptismal service and they were baptizing these people, they heard this commotion going on over at the, you know, after they were baptizing and people, you know, one person said, do you have an extra towel? You know, they wanted baptized and things like that. But after the service, they were talking and this one individual saying, I can see. And they're saying, what? I can see. I'm, I was blind, but I can see. There was no one praying for the blind and praying for the lame. Praying. There was no one doing any of that. They were just having a baptismal service for a commitment to Christ. And this one person who is blind so-and-so is saying, I can see. I can see across the room. I can see that banner. I can see that person over there. And they could literally see. They were blind when they came in. They had been blind and I guess since birth, and now here they are at the university, and they were baptized in water and came up, and they weren't looking for this miraculous, but they experienced it. <laughs> How do we live in a graceful life and being thankful for where God has brought us and recognizing ourselves as this person in relationship to others, living as everyone else does in a graceful life. What happens? It is important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. <laughs> you know, let's look at this correctly. I'm not bringing you to God. And if you want to know the truth about it, I have lots of problems and faults. I know you don't think that, but you know. <laughs> but you know what? 
We all are in this by pure grace. Pure grace. And it's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who bring this goodness to God. Like, I got all this stuff that God wants and that's why he likes me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I got all this goodness that he likes and he's just bringing me along to show you how good I am. No. We all got this fault-filled life and God is saying, be thankful for where you are at and watch how I am going to, in your thankfulness, take your life and bring it up to a whole new level. How? I've entered into this lock, into this place where boats are elevated. I've gone into this place of relationship with God and I'm beginning to say thank you to God for who I am. Not because there's something I'm bringing to God. It's because God brings it all to me. God is bringing this into my life. My life isn't by chance. It's by God's grace. And so in this place that I'm not happy about, I am grateful to God for. And it's not about me bringing all this goodness to God. It's about me doing my everyday life, my common life, my ordinary life. And what am I doing? I am serving God. We're having this baptismal service, and we're just doing it because it's, it's what God wants us to do. And guess what? I can see. There is this, this lady was up talking about how her and her husband are just so overwhelmed at the university because there are all of these handicapped students coming to their church service now wanting to know what happened to this, what happened to blind so-and-so? How did he get his sight? <laughs> well, we don't know. Well, God did it, but we didn't do anything special. We just baptized him. They all, can I be baptized? <laughs> you know, they all want to be baptized. Why? Well, he did it and it happened to him. He went down blind, came up, he could see. Let's do that for me and see if it happens. <laughs> Let's all be thankful for where we are at. It's not because we're bringing something to God. God is bringing something to us. And here I am, sitting in this lock with my life, giving thanks to God. And I don't notice any of these great, miraculous changes, but my life is at a different level than it was when I started. And I'm not going downriver, I'm going upriver. And when you go upriver, you go against the current. And there are difficulties. There are times. But you see, it's important that you don't misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. It's like, I can, I can, I can swim upstream. You know, I can do this on my own. No, God is bringing the strength to you. The only accurate way to understand is by what God is and by what God does. <laughs> God is love. God is full of mercy. His grace and his power are giving us the strength in our life to live at a different level than downstream, beyond the dam. Now, it's not that big of a difference, but it's a difference. I'm in a different place than I was before. I'm at a different level than I was before. It's not a big difference, but you know what? There's a difference. 
God is doing something in my life. And the way that I really understand this is that God loves me. <laughs> Simple truth. God loves me. He does for me things I never thought possible. He gives me hope. When we prayed, if we feel safe, everything in life changes. God is with me. It's not by what we are and what we do for him. It's not by that. It's not by what we are and what we do, what we bring to the table. It's who God is and how God is working in our life and how that here I am in this place, it doesn't seem very, very abnormal. Sometimes it feels a little confining. But yet, I'm not happy, but I'm thankful. And my life rises to the new level that God wants me to be. And it's in this level that I'm learning to live and going forward with God. And you know what? You go far enough, there'll be another lock and there'll be another level. But for right now, recognize, be thankful for what God is doing. And he is elevating us. He is elevating us to our next level. Be thankful. I'm not happy. I'm thankful for who God is and what he does. Amen? Let's stand. It is a grace-full life. Not, it's not what I am. It's his grace-full life. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy that lift us ever so slightly and ever so slowly that it's hard to recognize we're at a whole different level. And Lord, we are going in an upward direction, upriver. And Lord, it is a challenge. And yet, Lord, we are thankful. It's not because of who we are and our great talents. It's because of who you are, understanding you, Lord, and what you are doing with us, for us, in us, about us. I, it's hard for me to be happy sometimes at all these things, but I am thankful that you're with me. And with you, God, everything is going to be okay. I feel that peace in my heart. Amen? Amen. Grace, full life. Say it, grace, full life. Amen. Amen. <laughs>